Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as delightful as an Emil Forsberg direct free kick, fantasy advice as well worked as an Augsburg training ground routine, and pundits who are ready for one of the most off-the-cuff episodes in TFF history. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening one and all. My name is James Surrogate. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 3, Episode 11, and joining me as ever, it is the fantasy Fußball got himself. Flo, Flo, how are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm... I'm fine, actually. Look, looking forward to the weekend and another not win of Werder Bremen. It's so lovely. <laughs> the, the pessimism is uh, running rife, is it, right now? Yeah, but for the Cologne match, I will be in the stadium uh, against Augsburg. So uh, I hope that Cologne can get back on track against Augsburg. Okay, Gizdol's second game in charge, first at home not a bad one to be at uh, and see how they shape up and whether they can actually improve on what they produced against Leipzig um, but yeah no I'm looking forward to this weekend as well especially in a fancy sense because I've got a bit of redemption to do this weekend but before we get on to all of that uh, we're going to jump in with some listener questions and the first being from at underscore Kaidas underscore he asks or she asks or they ask who is more likely to start Forsberg or Nkunku and they say they already have Sabitzer in their squad I think Forsberg at the moment is in really good shape. He did score in the Bundesliga, did score twice in the Champions League. I think he'll probably start, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Nkunku is out of the squad because I think uh, maybe they both play because Paulsen is still questionable for the weekend and Nkunku played as a second striker basically next to Timo Werner. Uh, last time out. So I, I can see both Forsberg and Nkunku starting and I think Forsberg is a little bit safer. I, like I said, I expect both to start actually. Now that's interesting. Like my, my gut tells me that Nkunku would be safer to start I'll rationalize that by saying that's if Paulson comes back, I could see Forsberg maybe being given a rest because I think Nagelsmann, I know he's saying that he's fully fit in all this, but I think Nagelsmann's been quite careful in managing his minutes at the start of this season. Well, at the same time, like, yeah, four goals in his last two games. Like, can you really take someone in that type of form out of your squad? I wouldn't personally. It's just a little gut feeling with that one, but it'll be interesting to see how it shapes up. And in the end, I think really if flows right and they do both start, I don't think you're going wrong with either of them especially even alongside someone like Marcel Sabitzer. There's another question about midfielders, though, Flo, and it's from at Hafid FW. He's asking for the best cheap midfielder to replace Benesh. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think at the price range where Benesh is, there isn't really a good choice. I personally would probably wait it out with Benesh because he definitely, if he plays, is a top fantasy option. Everyone around him, if you going for the likes of Robert Andrich, for instance, is much worse than Benes. All right, he's going to play, but I mean, what does it help you if he gets you seven points max? So I personally would probably stick with Benes, depending on how my team looks. But if I'm going to get rid of him, I probably look at least at the price range of a Nuri Shahin who's uh, two million more or much better even uh, go uh, up to Patrick Herrmann at around nine million that would be like the cheapest guys I probably look at 
Yeah, I think there are all those are all sound points. Uh, we should point out as well that we are recording before we've got the lineups for any of the Europa League games tonight. So Gladbach will, of course, be in action. But I, I've got Benish in my squad, and I think I'm definitely going to hold on to him on the off chance he does start and does get rotated back in. And because, yeah, I think at that price, I've also got bigger priorities with my transfers, let's be honest. The next part of Hafid's question, though, Flo, is he says, last match day, I brought in Pishek, and it's it hasn't gone well. And he's considering replacing him with Hausenberg. What do you think about that one? We, we know that Halsberg is a great fantasy option. Only problem is that like his health is always a question mark. So he's questionable for the weekend. That would probably make me personally uh, shy away from Halsberg. But uh, you were at Leipzig yesterday. I'm not sure if you've got a better grasp of uh, the situation, James. Well, like I have to say, I saw both him and Yusuf Paulsen in the mix zone where the interviews take place after the game before they went into the changing room to celebrate with the rest of the team. And I mean, they seemed in good spirits. Like they were both joking about how crazy of a game it was. But I, I would say, I mean, I'm no medical expert, but looking at them, they seem to be walking and moving fine. And I think Sirachi got the start in midweek and I could see then Hausenberg coming back in. Although I will admit... I don't think that's going to necessarily be a priority for Nagelsmann with a game like Paderborn. If they were coming into a bigger game, I think it would be almost uh, a certainty to see him kind of back in the starting lineup. But those are the only kind of views I can give from behind the scenes last night, because it's not like I had a chat with him. I would have loved to, but I think they had bigger priorities after what went down yesterday. Okay, shall we move on to the last part of Hafid's question? And that he's asking, is it okay to keep Bellarabi flow? Probably not, because I've seen a stat today that in four games under Flick, their opponents had two shots that actually got on the Bayern goal. So basically, they're not conceding any shots to their opponents so far. And that's the bread and butter of Badarabi in fantasy. Maybe Leverkusen is good enough to like break the mold there, but I'm, I'm not 100% that he can actually do that. So I would look to ship him out. And uh, if you had... Benes and Bellarabi in your squad. Bellarabi would be a higher priority for me to get out of my squad than Banish. Yeah, couldn't agree more with you there. Absolutely. Bayern, not an attractive prospect. Okay, we'll move on to the next set of listener questions. It's from Act Ignatius Brian. In his first part of his question, he says, I was planning to get Weghorst in for Folland. Are there any better options than him? And he mentions the fact that he already has the must-haves being Werner and Lewandowski. I personally would prefer probably Turam or Player over uh, Weghorst, although you can't fault anyone for going to uh, Weghorst against Bremen and they're being leaky and the back as, as usual. But I, I personally like, <laughs> we've been at that point before. I'm a big Vejos fan of his personality and as a person, as a player, I'm still, I, I still got like a, this little bit of doubt in the back of my head. And I mean, if we remember the other guy I'm always skeptical of is Yusuf Paulsen and his scoring spree has basically been drawn up. So I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% about uh, Vejos. He's definitely a good option this weekend, but I personally 
like I said, would prefer the Gladbach strikers uh, against Freiburg. I was, I was, I was convinced there. You were going to mention Rashica. Nah, <laughs> not convinced. Okay, that's fine. That's fair enough. He has, to, like, he has to score, and I've got this feeling that he's back in his ways, where he, like, he can't hit the back of the net, although he has good chances. That started all out against Freiburg. Like he had a he had a sitter there that yeah, he did miss. And against remind me again against Schalke. Uh, for, uh, I, w- I wanted to forget that game, but <laughs> against Schalke he had several opportunities as well. And yeah, just like he had this goal scoring spree, but it seems to be over uh, for now. And away at Wolfsburg isn't the best matchup, so I'd prefer Waycost over. Rashica and play on Turam over Wechost. Yeah, it's an interesting one. You can see where Brian's coming from. He's obviously looking for a bit of flexibility on the Sunday. And, you know, Gladbach at home to Freiburg on paper, you know, looks a little more simple than I think it really is because Gladbach weren't great against Union Berlin and Freiburg are Freiburg and they're more than used to causing a few upsets this season. Yeah, but they conceded over 20 shots to Bayer Leverkusen last week. So it's it that they get away with a draw on the <laughs> Leverkusen game. That's so like, it's really, really fluky. Don't read too much into that one-all draw. No, okay. They were not even close on being on eye level with Leverkusen. So I I expect probably a loft-sided game at Mönchengladbach. How you do? Okay, I'm not. I'm not quite as convinced. But uh, you know, then you can reference so many, so many matches from their past in this season that they've they've sprung the upsets. But hey, we'll see what happens. The second part of Brian's question flow is he's asking: Is Herman a good choice for a one match day punt? He's saying that he doesn't have any cover for the Gladbach attack. Yeah. But I assume that's actually if he doesn't follow your advice and choose player or to ram over Vekhorst right now. Yeah, so. that's it. And uh, I really like Hermann. Of course, there's some concern about him being rotated out. So if he starts in the Europa League, that actually would give me pause for thought. But if he doesn't play in Austria uh, this evening, uh, then he's, uh, I think, lock and loaded uh, to play against Freiburg, especially since he was one of the better players for them out uh, the disappointing game at Berlin. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I think Hermann's a very interesting choice, especially, yeah, even if it is just as a one-match day punt, as you say. Yeah, I think he's hinting because uh, they're playing Munich the next match day. But I think uh, Patrick Hermann even is a bit of a Bayern specialist, if I remember correctly. So maybe he's not even the worst uh, two-off choice for you. There you go. Patrick Herrmann, pick him against Bayern. You heard it here first from Flo Reinecke. <laughs> no, no I know you're not saying that at all. Right, shall we move on to the next question? Um, at Detox Diddy, he is asking a question I think that a lot of people will have on their mind this weekend. He says, in general, I've got concerns about Dortmund's performances, especially for this match day against a euphoric, and he puts a question mark in brackets there, uh, Hertha side. On the other hand, it's quite a gamble to bet on Hertha's offense who knows what the diver slash buddha master has got in mind do you agree who's he referencing there oh he's okay right no the klinsman that's who he is buddha master love it yeah of course yeah and th- he's the diver as well so <laughs> i don't yeah true yeah. am i allowed to speak? you don't remember the oh, time i 100 percent. i'm just wondering whether i'm allowed to reference it seeing as the whole point of him diving back then was to actually like kind of offset people saying it about him yeah <laughs> 
No, right? Okay, right. Like, I, there's just like some obscure British knowledge there of me just going, yeah, I'm not actually going to reference him as a diver, but yeah. No, I, I, that was his celebration to mock the people who are saying he's, he's a diver, no? Wasn't that the case? Yeah, no, no, that, but we we're getting a bit off the off the tracks here. Yeah, I personally <laughs> uh, will probably just stay away from that game. Yeah, Sancho will be very like he's intriguing, but he missed the team meeting at Barcelona. That was the reason why he didn't start at that game. He came on at halftime, uh, looked actually pretty good. Did score, hit the post uh, with another uh, shot. But I'm not sure if Favre is like giving him the reins back and putting him back in the starting lineup. That's my concern with Jaden Sancho. And I mean, we've seen him sub Sancho out after 36 minutes uh, at Munich. So, I mean, the leash is very, very short for Jaden Sancho uh, with Lucien Favre. And Rightfully so, I, I think. And you could see uh, at the interview with Mats Hummels that everyone is fed up with the Sancho uh, shenanigans at the moment at Dortmund. That's a good, just a good way to put it. So, and he's the he's the most interesting fantasy option there. And like, there are some warts with him, and that's why I, I just stay away from this game. I don't have a single player of Dortmund and Hatta in my squad and that'll stay that way yeah I genuinely am tempted to agree with you on that front because it's just so unconvincing from Dortmund right now and Hertha will have that new manager or new head coach boost that we are so used to seeing in the Bundesliga it's not a guarantee of victory or a positive result but it certainly does tend to have a helping hand as we've seen over the years so I would definitely uh, agree with Flo on staying away from that one okay and then just to round up the part of the listener questions here in part one I will say to Detox City I'll get in touch and Flo may do the same but we'll get in touch with you about the screenshots that you sent it's a little complicated reading them all out on air and I think we've answered your other question that you had as well so we will leave it there for part one we'll be back in part two with the fixture list coming right at you Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball Fantasy, straight on with the fixture list, starting with the Friday night game. It's Schalke against Union Berlin. I don't know really where to start with this one, Flo, because I, we love to get involved in a Friday night game. But Schalke, as much as they're on home soil against Union Berlin, this is not a, a foregone conclusion by any stretch of the imagination, is it? It is not. And I mean, Schalke is not producing a lot of uh, attacking uh, fireworks, not even at their win at, at Bremen. Could have gone the other way quite easily. And Union is actually playing good. But most of the good Union games are on home soil. So now they're away at Gelsenkirchen. I still like Schalke to win this game. I've got a read in my squad. That's i I'm pretty happy about that for that match. Wojcicka is a fine choice as well. And I'm not sure I would pick anyone else. Maybe Kalijuri, but he's a bit expensive. But still... Pretty safe um, because of his set-piece duties. That will be the three players I would be interested in. On the other side of the ball, uh, Christopher Lenz is just probably the must-haves of all must-haves just because of his insane value he has and uh, really giving you g great returns for around $2 million, And that's just awesome. So I'm, I'm not thinking about uh, selling him. At 2.7, he's actually already... Because uh, he did pick up 80 points so far. I mean, that's just outstanding. So it's not the best match 
for Lens, still think uh, you'll you'll keep him uh, in your lineup, and I wouldn't bring him a single Union player for that match. You know what? But I wouldn't I wouldn't sell Trimmel, for instance, as well, just because of the Schalke match. Because like Lens, he's a great uh, value. Yeah, no, I would agree with you there. I think I'm going to look back on this season and taking out Christopher Lentz when we had unlimited transfers may be one of the biggest mistakes I've made all season when I look back on it all. Um, he's definitely making me regret that decision. And I may actually, I'm even thinking of bringing him in this weekend just because I need a budget buster. And the good thing about Lentz is that if he doesn't perform away to Schalke, you know on Friday night you can take him out. You've got plenty of players that can step in over the course of the weekend. You're not too reliant on him producing later on when you can't make any changes again. Now, in terms of team news, I think the big piece of team news from either team was Schalke saying that Mark Oot is not going to be available. Now, you mentioned that you weren't going to look at any other Schalke players. I wanted to ask you about Benito Roman, though. Has he piqued your interest at all? Nah, not really. He's too inconsistent. And uh, I mean, he, he did rely on, on a foul against Langkamp to get his first goal uh, for Schalke in the Bundesliga. No, I'm not banking on him. No, that's I mean, a 10.9 forward, I think there are riskier choices at that price range, but better choices as well. But I just wanted to get your thoughts. Okay, should we move on to the 3.30 kickoffs then on Saturday? We'll start with Hertha against Borussia Dortmund. There's... You know, when it comes to Borussia Dortmund, we've talked about the inconsistencies. There's question marks as to whether Alcacer is going to be back in time for the game. And... I, I really, it's such a difficult, it's a minefield, this Dortmund side right now, it has to be said, flow. So if you, I know you said you weren't going to have any players, but if you had to pick, who would you go for from this game? Still Hakimi, because I think if he's playing, he's an outstanding choice. And even against Paderborn, he came on at halftime and I think he finished with 10 points. He is, apart from Sancho, the only really great fantasy option right now for Borussia Dortmund. Because it seems like Royce is always playing a bit injured. I, I don't think he looks like 100% out there. And that's why I uh, actually wouldn't pay such a high price for Marco Royce. Yeah, I would agree with you, actually. it's not We're not quite seeing him at his sharpest right now, but then that really could be said for a lot of the Dortmund side that just really aren't hitting the mark. OK, moving on. Paderborn against Leipzig. The big question marks in terms of team news are all revolving around Leipzig players. Hausenberg, we've mentioned, is a doubt. Mukiela, though, was back in the Champions League, so he could come back into the back line. And if Gulashi hasn't recovered from the knock he sustained after taking a knee to the chin, then Mvogo will be starting in goal. And so, yeah, a big question mark as to kind of what's going to be going on with Leipzig. Who would you go for from this game, though, Flo, if you had to? Uh, first, I don't think that Gulashi will play. They already did talk up Mvogo as, as a great goalkeeper and uh, were saying that they definitely will play it safe with Gulashi. And I think uh, he sits this one out. So everyone who is banking on Gulashi in their squad should plan accordingly, uh, in my opinion. And uh, the players I, I'd have interest in is Sabitza, Nkunku, maybe Forsberg and Timo Werner. But definitely, I think Sabitz and Werner are, are lock right now. So if you don't have them, they would be very, very high on my shopping list. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Werner's got 12 Bundesliga goals to his name this season, six goals in his last three league games. And so, of course, like Lewandowski's the only player that can, has outscored him this season. When it comes to Nkunku, he's actually had a hand in a goal every 64 minutes this season, five assists, three goals to his name. And that is why he is becoming such an attractive prospect when you're looking at Leipzig players as things stand. Okay, moving on then. Hoffenheim against Dusseldorf. We'll go there next. Suba and Belfordil are out. The big question for Hoffenheim is whether Kramaric will come back into the squad. Does have three goals in three games to his name, though. Flo, who are you looking at from this one? Is I mean, Hoffenheim, the loss against Mainz was a bit of a shock after five wins in a row. But are they still the more attractive option in this one? Yeah, definitely. Although Dusseldorf has the cheaper options, the likes of Gieselmann and Tommy, they are attractive because of the price tag. Um, I think you don't have to sell them. That was what we could learn um, from the Hoffenheim Mainz game. Hoffenheim is, we've said that over and over again, they have too many points for the way they are playing most of the time. And last time out, they they did fall on their face for once. But I still uh, think they're clear favorites for this one. I mean, Kalarabek did score an own goal and still came away with positive points. That's something to keep in mind. If if like things are clicking, he's, he's a great def- fantasy defender. He's interesting, and the other guy I would look at is uh, actually Andre Kramaric. I, I expect him to start, and we've seen now that he's by far, by far the best option up front for Hoffenheim. Yeah, I think he's been head and shoulders uh, above the rest when he hasn't been fit enough to play. And definitely a differential pick right now. And he's 13.6, so he's around the price tag of the likes of Turam and Player. And Vechost, I think, as well. So he he's a, definitely a, a sneaky guy who can uh, outscore all of the uh, players I just named. No, I would agree with that, absolutely. Okay, let's move on. Köln against Augsburg. The big question for Köln is whether Gisdol will be rotating his side after what was a pretty poor showing against Leipzig last time out. Augsburg are a side in form, but there are doubts about the fitness of Richter and Cordova. Hahn could be making a return. How do you feel about this one, Flo? I know you're going to be there, but who would you pick? Yeah, actually, I think it's pretty, pretty tough to predict the Cologne lineup because, I mean, there couldn't be two games more unlike the other if you start uh, your first match with your new club at Leipzig and then you got a home game against Augsburg. So I'm not sure how much conclusions we can draw from the way that Cologne played at Leipzig. Uh, I think that probably Bonau and Zichos are locked to play at a central uh, defense. Festrate will play as a defensive midfielder. Hector will play, but we don't know if he's playing as a left back or as a midfielder. And like every other player is basically a doubt if he's going to start. Uh, and that's why I won't touch Cologne this weekend. And on the other side of the ball, I think there are some good values if you want to save money up front. I think Niederlechner or Cordova are at least interesting uh, choices. But let me check the price tags first because I think Niederlechner isn't that cheap. But still, he's showing that uh, 9.4 million for Niederlechner and Cordova is at 5.5. So you can... 
With Cordova, you can actually save a, a, a lot of money. But the guy I have really interested in is Philip Max, 11.6 million. He's back to being a hot set piece taker. Scored twice in a row now, but is also setting up goals and chances. Did score 28 points last time out. I don't expect that from him every week, but... Like his starting place is no, uh, not in doubt and Augsburg is playing better and that's directly uh, benefiting Philipp Max, who I think is probably pretty good choice for this weekend and actually also moving forward. Yeah, no, absolutely. We've been waiting for him to kind of break out of his shell again and get involved in an attacking, in terms of attacking returns. It was good to see him do that in, I think it's back-to-back games now where he's scored big. So yeah, Philip Max back in the mix. It is good to see. Okay, right, then let's move on to the evening fixture. Of course, we're one short of the 3.30 kickoffs because we've got a Monday night match and the Saturday evening one is a biggie. We touched on it a little bit in the listener questions, but it's Bayern against Bayer Leverkusen. Now, Flo, we talked about Bayern a lot in the opening couple of episodes of this season. Hansi Flick is now in charge. Has it changed the landscape of this side at all when it comes to their fantasy prospects? Because we've got the likes of Muller featuring more prominently. We've even seen him and Coutinho featuring the same lineup. So where are you at with Bayern and the status of their players? Is it still just Kimmich and Lewandowski? Yeah, and Serge Gnabry, of course. I mean, excuse me, of course, yeah. Yeah, Sechnav, we got rested in the Champions League. I was delighted to see that. He's a lock to be in the starting lineup. He, and he's basically uh, hitting must have territory right now. From what I've seen, Flick's rotation might be a bit more predictable. And I expect Napri to basically play every Bundesliga match that counts. And uh, most of them do count right now for Hansi Flick because. Of course, he wants to stay the manager and he wants to uh, give the arguments for that. He's off to a hot start, could actually break the record for the best start of any Bundesliga coach in the first three matches if they win by a margin of four goals against Leverkusen. And that's not out of the question. But the record currently stands at three wins and 13 uh, two goals. So plus plus 11, and he's now at plus 8 after two matches. Yeah, that's it. They need to win by a four-goal margin, essentially, for him to break the record. And, uh, I mean, stranger things have happened, let's be honest. Talking about... Wouldn't be strange at all, in my opinion, but... Well, that, no, that's, yeah, that's okay. Hence why I said stranger things have happened. No, it's all right. I, I agree. I think it's more than more than possible for them to do it. Let's talk about one player, Lewandowski. He didn't score against Dusseldorf flow last time out. Loser. I know. And, and I just wanted to bring up this statistic as well. Leverkusen have actually prevented him from scoring in 12 of 15 meetings. So surely it's time to jump off the Lewandowski bandwagon, right? Yeah. Everyone, especially the guys who are in the same league as me, should probably <laughs> sell Lewandowski. Yeah, pref- yeah, preferably everyone in the top 100 as well, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't think you've got anything to worry about with him whatsoever. I mean, that's a, it's an interesting stat. I saw that as well. I don't think it has any predictive ability or, or, or merit for this weekend. No, I mean, he was he was still one of the highest scoring strikers last weekend, even without scoring. So there's absolutely no reason to jump ship. This is all very, very tongue in cheek. Yeah. Um, Especially maybe we, we should say that he got better on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Yeah, because he got awarded an assist. I'm not sure if um, most of you probably have noticed that something changed. 
And that was, yeah, the, the DFL decided on Monday afternoon, which is, I think, uh, a great time to decide who is a goal scorer uh, on a goal that happened on Saturday afternoon. I think that's like 48 hours is, is, is a good, good time and good quick uh, analysis of the situation. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it, it, it obviously takes that long. It's a very complicated decision. For yeah, of course, you, you don't want <laughs> to have that decision wrong. So take your time. Uh, that's what they did. The goal of Benjamin Pavard was awarded to Joshua Kimmich, which meant that Kimmich lost an assist, therefore got a goal. And that meant that Müller got an assist because he assisted that. And Lewandowski got also an assist for the goal of Felipe Coutinho because uh, no one touched the ball before. And that was all uh, changed on Tuesday. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's, good, it's good, definitely. Uh, a yeah. bit of a kerfuffle, yes. A bit indeed, of a kerfuffle. We got to the right conclusion in the end. That's what, well, that's what matters, right? Yeah. <laughs> Although I have to say for me, it was an old goal of Morales, but... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. Okay. That's a whole other debate, right? <laughs> Kurt Singer was a cross of of Kimmich and not a shot, but there, there you go. I mean, they they thought about it for forty eight hours, so I think the decision probably is correct. Yeah, and seeing as we were joking about Lewandowski as well, because this was actually what I thought you were referencing, not the points changes, but uh, we should also point out that he was in pretty good form in the Champions League as well, so I don't <laughs> I don't oh, yeah. think we yeah. have to worry um, about the fact that he drew a blank against Fortuna Dusseldorf. And it goes without saying, Flo, as well, because we did already touch on it, but Leverkusen is a no-go zone this weekend, right? Yes, at least for uh, buying in. I mean, if I had a player who was injured or suspended, and Belarabi, and I ha would have the choice whom to sell, I would still sell the player who's suspended or injured because, um, I mean, there's definitely a shot of Belarabi having a great game and Leverkusen pulling an upset. We've, we've, and I think uh, at that point we can say we've seen stranger things happen. But otherwise, I would definitely, uh, I, I wouldn't definitely bring in a Leverkusen player for this match day and I would, look to sell any Leverkusen player uh, who's in my squad, yeah. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Um, I'm looking to get rid of Amiri this weekend in particular, although he did prove uh, quite all right last time out. OK, shall we move on to the Sunday fixtures first off? Borussia Mönchengladbach against Freiburg being the first of them. Now, of course, Gladbach in action tonight in the Europa League, which will have a bearing on how they shape up. But it's worth noting that Christoph Kramer is suspended tonight. So that obviously boosts his prospects of starting on the weekend. Although, let's be honest, he's not really the biggest fantasy option. Now, I touched on this earlier, Flo. Freiburg have been good for an upset this season already. I can reference games against Leipzig and, the, and teams like that. Is this really as foregone a conclusion as people are making it out to be? No, it is not. But I think if, if Gladbach can capitalise on the chances, I think it will be. Um, I mean, the last few games, Freiburg's game at Leverkusen, Freiburg's game at Bremen, they were pretty, pretty lucky to get out of their matches uh, with something and had a lot to do with uh, Mark Flecken, who's in goal right now and uh, is on a rampant hot streak. But these streaks usually don't last forever, and I expect Gladbach actually to win this quite handily. But that's my personal uh, opinion. I think Freiburg, their results, especially on the road, have been better than their play. 
No, absolutely. I mean, I just it's worth pointing out that Freiburg are good for an upset this season. As I mean, the fact is they're sat so high in the league right now is absolutely ridiculous. But Freiburg doing Freiburg things when it comes to exceeding expectations. But I also personally would expect a response from Gladbach after what we saw against Union Berlin last time out. And I'm sure we'll see some of that in the Europa League tonight as they look to exact their revenge on Wolfsburger RT from Austria. Now, in terms of a differential pick, I was having a look at the lineups flow. I wanted to talk to you because Kicker have got him in their predicted lineups, but Ben Zabaini, which I think I think I kind of didn't butcher that too badly just then. But the left back. Now, we saw him come in. Of course, he did pick up uh, two bookable offences, but he did score big last time out. I'm wondering whether you would look at him as a potential differential if, you know, if people are looking for a bit of flexibility on Sunday. I actually, I, I like him as a player, but I'm not sure I can click the button. I mean, he's 8.6 million, which is a good price tag, but you've got the doubt if he's going to start or Oscar Wendt. Uh, I personally think probably Benzebaini gets a nod, but you can't be 100%. And then he's not cheap enough, on the other hand, to say, all right, if he's not in the starting lineup, that's baked into the price tag. If I'm paying more than 8 million I, w- I want that player to start I'm just not sure enough with Ben Zabaini I may be 65% that he's going to play which still leaves one third of the time that Ben is showing up in the starting lineup no, it's true. I mean, it's a it's a big gamble, and of course, it would be a one and done anyway with Gladbach playing Bayern next weekend. Yeah. But I just I just wonder whether he could become someone that kind of jumps onto our radar, maybe in the second half of the season. It's an interesting one to kind of follow. Yeah, I'll definitely have him like uh, in my sights, but he'll have to show me that like he's basically distancing Oscar Wendt uh, as an yeah. option. And so far, that hasn't happened. I think he started three games in the Bundesliga so far, Benzabaini, Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. And that's not enough for me to say that he's he's above went in the pecking order. No, that's fair enough. Can we talk about his counterpart then, Christian Gunter? Is he the the best defender in the game this season when it comes to the fantasy? As Is he proving a must-have? He's at least... A guy you can leave in your squad no matter the matchup. I think he's proven that. I wouldn't go so far to say that he's a must-have because he's not that cheap with 12.4 million. And I personally actually like to save some money with my defenders that are not named Joshua Kimmich. (laughs) But so far, I know he outscored Joshua Kimmich, but I expect Kimmich to bounce back uh, going forward and uh, him being the high scoring defender and then it's just a difference of 5 million between Günther and Kimmich and I'd rather have Kimmich than Günther still but he's he's a great option and I would be very happy to have him but uh, I'm looking at my squad right now and after Kimmich my highest priced defender is Nico Gieselmann with 8.4 <laughs> uh, I, I like a bargain at my in my defense, and that's why Günther isn't making the cut for me. And uh, if you've got so cheap defenders, it's tough to bring in a higher price defenders because you have to to sell a premium asset at other parts of the pitch. That's why I just have trouble with Günther. And in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking that Freiburg is definitely playing at a peak level, which means if they don't have to be rubbish, just slump slightly for Gunther, uh, having not just top level, just 
high-level results. And then you have to ask yourself if, if it's worth the price tag he, he has. At the moment, definitely. Going forward, I'm not that sure. Yeah, it's, it's one of those interesting situations where you're kind of waiting for Freiburg and for Gunter to tail off a little bit. It just just doesn't happen, seemingly. It's a very strange situation, but a good one as well. Okay, right, let's move on to the second Sunday fixture then. It's Wolfsburg against Werder Bremen. We've heard the fact that Flo's a bit pessimistic about this one. Of course, Wolfsburg will be in Europa League action as well tonight. Are you being pessimistic, Flo, uh, because you've got a Bremen hat on? Or is this really you taking a step back as an objective journalist and going, no, I just don't feel good about this game? I actually don't feel that bad about that game because Bremen haven't uh, lost against Wolfsburg, I think, in the last seven games. Uh, they faced each other. Uh, for some reason, they always look fine. And they got Augustinsson back, which is a big thing for the Bremen defense and probably Langkamp's spot is on the bench, which is also a positive. But at the moment, they're just like, they're so out of out of luck right now. I mean, they had one game. I, I, I saw through it last week. They had one game this uh, season where you could say afterwards, yeah, that they, they had to lose that game. And that was against Leipzig. Basically, in every other game, they had a shot to at least get a draw or to win that and I mean that I think that tears you down as a team because every time you're thinking oh no it's it's uh, like it's it's going again Harry trying to cross hitting the bat of the net then uh, it could have been a foul from Raman to Lankam easily we are not stopping that afterwards on the other hand Bremen had a similar situation at Mönchengladbach where Ozako scored and it was taken back because of a Rashica incident uh, before that and you just get the feeling that you're always on the wrong side of everything right now and as long as that is the case I think it's very very tough for Bremen to actually get results and I'm not sure that they they need a game that just win and I'm not sure that Wolfsburg is the best place to get that. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Wolfsburg are a side that really like to make games ugly. And that's not really what you're looking for when, as you say, the Bremen are going through this kind of, not crisis in confidence, but just a feeling that everything's going uh, against them. It's not a nice situation to be in. Who are you looking at then in terms of fantasy prospects from this game flow? I think probably William for me would be the most interesting guy although I talked about the price tag of Günther and I think let me check what the price tag of William is but it's definitely not it's even even more expensive 13.1 million still a good choice uh, I think against Bremen Wechost for the guys who, who like him he's a great choice and that will basically it for me I'm, I'm not feeling safe uh, with the attacking midfielders, with the uh, likes of, of Brekalo, uh, Klaus, Mehmedi. I'm not 100% who's going to play. Joao Victor is a striker in the game. I'm not loving that either. So uh, that would be the, the choices. I don't think there are many options uh, in the Wolfsburg squad where you can feel pretty confident that they're going to play because like you said they're playing in the Europa League and I think especially behind uh, Vejos we might see a lot of rotation yeah, I think it's a very tricky prospect, uh, Wolfsburg, this weekend. I think I think this game as a whole is a bit of a tricky prospect. You could dip into it and hit big 
There is the potential for that, but I think you're definitely playing with fire a little bit with it. And I say that with the fact that, of course, this isn't the last game of the match day either this time around, because we do have a Monday night fixture. We might as well move on to it. It's Mainz against Eintracht Frankfurt. Now, Frankfurt, of course, will be in Europa League action as well. But where are we on Mainz after what happened last weekend, Flo? A 5-1 win against Hoffenheim despite being down to 10 men? Uh, have they shot to prominence when it comes to fantasy potential all of a sudden? Or do we need to be hesitant of a, a one-game flash in the pan? I would be hesitant, but I mean, they, they broke a Bundesliga record. First team to s- score four goals shorthanded. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> that's amazing, <laughs> really, to score four when you're down to 10 men. That's really good. I... I like Bayer as he arrived at Cologne. Uh, I think he could be a great addition for Mainz and a great fit there. And Frankfurt is struggling when they are on the road. So I, I think this match can go both ways. I personally think Frankfurt has never won at Mainz. Never. And I, I think 11 games so far. That's the most matches they've played at another uh, city without getting a win. But I just got this inky feeling that now it might be the time uh, for Frankfurt to pick up a win after the hard loss against Wolfsburg. Um, they want to get back on track. Uh, Mainz might be a bit high-flying. and uh, I can see Frankfurt getting a win here, but it's dicey, definitely. Okay, so where are we at with Frankfurt's assets then? The, the Kossiches, the Paciencias, the Silvers right now? How are we feeling about their prospects? Because, of course, it's a, it's a big gamble on a Monday night match. It's the final fixture of the match day um, in terms of throwing your faith in these players and hoping that they can produce, you know, valuable returns. And actually, I mean, I should ask you the same about the Mainz players. You know, your Boetiuses um, that have kind of shown that they can be a bit hit and miss, hot and cold, but ultimately they can score big as well. Yeah, I think Kostic and Da Costa are fine. I uh, wouldn't necessarily buy them, but if they are in my squad, I'm, I'm not looking necessarily to ship them out either for mines i'm i'm not sure that i want any mines player really in my squad i have I would have to think about it because boetius because uh, of his uh, great last season his price tag isn't really cheap and uh, if i go I, if i want to buy a mines player it'll have to be a cheap one Otherwise, I don't see the point in investing in, in Mainz. And he's 11.3 million. Tonali, like he's on a good run of form recently, but 9.5 isn't that cheap. And he really needs to score to do something. 11 points, and that's with scoring a goal. That's not the most uh, in the world. I'm a bit intrigued by Danny Latza. I have to say that because he probably will come in for Riddle Baku, uh, who is suspended f- uh, for the match uh, at 7.8 million. He came on, I think, at Hoffenheim and did pick up uh, eight points, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he gave an assist, did also pick up two points for uh, passes to a shot. I think if I, the only option, because He's with 7.8 million. He's decently cheap. He would be the option I'd look at. Aaron Martin was a disappointment at Hoffenheim. Them winning 5-1, he only getting seven points. But we've seen him uh, being a great fantasy performer. So, um, But I'm not definitely looking to bring him in. 
because he's also not that cheap. Ten million is his price tag. So, but I, I think he could be a, a decent differential pick. Uh, quite, I mean, question for you to kind of show where you're at with this game. Are you looking to invest in this game? No, um, but I still I, I have Kostic in my squad, Aha. so uh, I am already invested in that game. There you go. I'm probably not shipping Kostic, but that might actually happen because I've got Savitsa, Harit, Nabri, and Hamann. And like I said before, I just have scrubs uh, in my back line. So if I want to upgrade there, I have to sell Kostic basically because he's almost 16 million. Oh, interesting. Okay, no, I mean, I right now have no investment in this game, but I am wondering whether someone like Boetius could be a big differential on a weekend like this. And so I'm, I'm a bit on the fence. I haven't made my decision on that one yet. And that actually leads us perfectly into our player picks, because I can tell you straight off the bat that my Vegas choice is Jean-Paul Boetius on the fact that, of course, he got 18 points last weekend. We've seen him score big, uh, as I've mentioned, but inconsistency is definitely a problem. And I really am waiting to see how mine shape up under Bayer and whether he's going to play as prominent a role as we saw him play against Hoffenheim but the prospects are good and that is why I am on the fence with him but it's also why he's a fantastic Vegas choice for me this weekend with a Monday night fixture as well how about you Flo? I'm going with Andre Kramaric I think if he's healthy and he should be he's a fantastic differential pick probably one of the best because most people will either go the Gladbach route um, this weekend or they bring in Wout Weghorst I think Kramaric will get overlooked and he's about the same price tag with 13.6 million. I I actually like that. I'm I'm not a hundred percent that I could pull the trigger. And since I've got Turam, Werner, and Lewandowski up front, I've no need to do anything up front unless some injury news happen. And I usually don't force a transfer if I don't have to. So I I basically let the transfers come to me to see. Uh, uh, like who's a player I need to get rid of because he's not up to top level and Turam can easily outscore Kramaric and that's why I wouldn't uh, bring in Kramaric instead of Turam but if I if I had a striker I wanted to get rid of I probably would maybe try it with Kramaric if I want to make up ground in the table. No, all, all very good and, and valiant points to make there. Uh, how about your super schnäppchen though? Where are you saving money this weekend? I'm, go I'm going Cologne and that's Ismail Jakobs. Just one million, so stone minimum. He's a defender in the game. He has a shot to play as a left winger. Um, did play last week, did pick up minus two points, but that was at Leipzig. So it's a total different game. And we know that he's a bit of a favorite of Andre Pavlak, uh, who's uh, the assistant coach uh, of Gisdol, uh, was the assistant coach uh, before of Bayerlotza. And he, he really has high praise uh, of the way that Jakobs is developing. And I, I can see Skiri being benched because he isn't playing up to the uh, level he has been at the start of the season. Hector playing uh, in midfield, that would make room for Jakobs, either as a left back or up front as a left winger. And for one million, that's like what we talked about before. If I have a player who's one million, I'm not that livid if he's not in the starting lineup. I think he has a, a decent chance, around 50% to actually start. And if he starts, he definitely can have a good game against Augsburg if 
Cologne is clicking. And, and I don't think it's out of... The, uh, like, it's definitely possible that, that Cologne puts up a fight against Augsburg and has a bit of a coming out game. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, Jakos is certainly... At, at that price, yes, he's risky. But at that price, you can afford the risk, potentially. Um, I know you're normally actually an advocate of making sure you have 15 players that are all going to be in the starting lineup. But at that price, I can kind of understand why you would stray from it. Because uh, with a game against Augsburg on home soil, it's certainly an attractive prospect. And let's be honest, we did also see that it can pay off to a certain extent with what we saw from Noah Katterbach as well. So uh, Köln have previous with 1 million priced defenders. I've gone down a slightly alternative route with my Super Schnepfchen because I've gone for security over big points potential. And I kind of talked about it earlier, but I'm going to go with Christopher Lentz. And that really is because he is the budget buster that I am most considering bringing in this weekend. 2.7 million and it's not that I'm expecting him to play really well against Schalke. I do think he can pick up points there. The big selling point for me is that if he doesn't perform that well, it's very easy to bring him out over the course of the weekend. And I think that is actually a good thing for a player of his price. Okay, banker time though. This is where we go down the opposite end of the spectrum. Flo, who are you going for this weekend in terms of your banker? I mean, it's boring, but I have to go with Timo Werner because uh, he's on a, he's on such a good run in the Bundesliga, playing away at Paderborn. They like to play football themselves. That'll open up spaces, and uh, that's how Werner thrives. I think he can have issues against teams that are playing. Uh, uh, very deep and he can't find spaces uh, behind uh, the defense. I don't think that'll be the case at Paderborn and that's why I go with Timo Werner. If that's too boring for you, my second choice, uh, a more spicier one, would be Alassane Plea. Uh, I think he might be back to 100% now. Uh, only did pick up five points last time out, but I think he's due to some goals uh, in the next few games. Uh, he's a bit more riskier than I would usually like my banker. But I think we've got the obvious ones uh, from Bayern or Leipzig. And uh, then there's, there are not that many really safe options there. So uh, if you already have Werner, I think player is an interesting one to bring in. Yeah, no, I like that. I think it's a, a, a good choice. Yes, a little bit boring with Werner, but I, we, we should be allowed to do that every once in a while because sometimes there are difficult weekends. This is one of them. I was actually tempted to go for Werner as well. I then thought about Hausenberg, but his injury doubts are a bit of an issue. I then thought about Serge Gnabry because I think he's a fantastic choice this weekend against Leverkusen in a standalone fixture. And so he'd probably be the... Bo if I was following Flo's method, if I threw out a boring one, it'd be Serge Gnabry. If I threw out an interesting one, I'm going to go big curveball and throw out Amina Arit, uh, Friday night game, uh, big potential uh, for him to score big, even against Union Berlin. But as we've pointed out, they're not quite as proficient away from home as they are on home soil. And Arit has the potential to score big. We've seen that already this season. And so he'll be my star man on Friday evening. So I'm going to throw him out as my banker. That's a bit of an odd one. Quite a low price banker um, by our standards. But OK, that will bring us to an end of this week's Talking Foosball Fantasy. Don't forget to follow us at Talking Foosball on Twitter. Give us a like on Facebook and if you haven't yet join us in the Talking Foosball Fantasy League for now from me your host James Sarah Goodflow and the rest of the Talking Foosball crew Alfida Hearn Alfida Hearn <laughs>